What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. I'm in the house today with my friend, Jules Marie. I don't know if I met her on Clubhouse or Instagram or what have you, but it doesn't matter. She's here now. And she's a vocalist, songwriter from outside of Philly or from Philly, actually. I'm from outside of Philly. She just released her most vulnerable song. She's written so far called Bulletproof. And she's had a lot of success in the music industry within the last year. And she's excited here to bring it to you guys and talk about what's going on. So Jules, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Yes, outside of Philly. I feel like if anybody's within a 30-minute range of Philadelphia, we get to say we're from Philly. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What town actually? Um, actually towards King of Prussia more. So like uh, very far, like 30 minutes plus. The King of Cru- the King of Prussia Mall. That's what I remember. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably the biggest mall I've ever been to. It's one of the biggest in America, if not the biggest. I think with the new extension, it's now the biggest. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, you've been on some podcasts before you said. And do you still get nervous at all? Or do you like, it doesn't bother you since you sing? Podcasts don't make me nervous just because I love talking to people. So I just, I feel like we're just talking, but now we have a screen recording. Yeah. It says recording on the top. So that means people are watching at some point later on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really get nervous. No, I do. I just love talking to people. So do you get nervous before (laughs) you start to sing or go on stage? That has faded. It used to be very, very nerve wracking. And I still get actually nervous when it's people that I know. Like if I know there's going to be people from my high school or, you know, throughout my life, like family members of mine that are going to be at the show, then I get a little nervous. But other than that, no, I really, I've kind of learned to just enjoy it. And just if things get messed up or I make mistakes, I mean, it's all part of the journey. Yeah, exactly. Well, let me start the show the right way here and ask you the question, what are you made of? Oh, energy. I am made of so much energy, creative energy, expressive energy. Um, I've always been known as a free spirit. So I've never really followed the traditional or conventional ways that you should do something. Some people might say I'm a little rebellious, (laughs) but um, yeah, I've always wanted to break outside of the box and kind of do my own thing. And I've never really stuck to, you know, one way of doing things. I've always liked to kind of express myself and really just be myself. And when did you start singing? Well, I was very young. I was probably around the same time I started talking, I was singing. Um, I was that kid who would never stop singing. So, you know, the one on the bus or the one in the car who was just singing for everyone to hear. And yeah, I was always singing. And then did you like go in school and all that and be part of chorus and all that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was in every single choir that the school offered all throughout, you know, Obviously, as you got up into the high school years and then into college, the choir became a little bit more serious. So we would do things like the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. and, you know, more higher up kind of places and singing like that. But yeah, the levels got higher, but I always just wanted to do it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I, uh, 
I don't know if anybody knows this about me. I don't think I've ever admitted this on a podcast. But oh, I was actually all county chorus in high school. So uh, I was oh. able to sing at one point and I still try now, but it doesn't sound as good as that. Like, I guess it did back then. Or maybe there wasn't a lot of competition. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I used to say my daughter loves to sing. She's getting ready to turn nine and it's fun to watch her. And I just keep telling her, like, if you want to do this, you can do whatever you want. You know, it's you just, can do whatever you want. Yeah. And you know what? It's easier to sing when you're in a choir and you have other voices with you than when you get taken out of that. I feel like a lot of people get all shy. They're like, oh, this is what my voice sounds like. Right. Just stick to the shower if you're not comfortable. Yeah. Now, do you and being a singer, do you like the sound of your voice? Not like when you're doing it right there, but like later on when you hear the recording of it or anything, does it has it? bothered you at all or used to it now? Yes and no. It at first was really the first time I went into a studio and actually heard it back like through the headphones was a little takes you off guard. But then I've also, I mean, like I said, I was in choirs my whole life. So I'm very used to the way my voice sounds in my head. So just hearing it on a recording, it's a little different, but I do have to say, I do. I I like my voice, you know, it's something I've had to get used to, but I definitely, I do. I like my voice. It's unique. It's not I don't want to sound like anybody else. So if I don't sound, you know, like something I'm used to, like that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, I have different nuances in my voice or different tones or anything like that, that I don't know. I feel like it's special. Awesome. So as far as like work goes and when you got out of college, like, did you have jobs and stuff while you're working on your singing career? Yeah, I've had a lot of different types of jobs, everything from skydiving, both outdoor and indoor. I worked in that world. Um, Wait Wait a minute, that's a job. Yeah, like that's, that's a job. You can, you can get paid to skydive? No, no. I was manifest. So I was the customer service end of things. Oh, okay. gotcha, I did gotcha. a lot of types of things like that where it was customer service based. I did sales for you know car sales. I worked at a medical company doing sales over the phone. I did a lot of different... I delivered pizza at Domino's. <laughs> I, um, I did a lot of different things. And I was working two jobs at one time for most of my... you know Up until now, it was a lot. I've done a lot of different things. Yeah. And now you focus strictly on singing now? Yeah. I uh, I just quit my job to do music full-time back in June. And it wasn't really kind of... I never... I didn't plan on doing that, but things happened with COVID and everything where I had a choice. I didn't have any PTO left and I had all these concerts scheduled for the summer. And so I had to make a choice, like stay here full-time and miss out on everything I was going to do for music this summer or just go for it. And you know, if the money comes, it does. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I've worked really hard and I also got teamed up with a marketing company I've been working for, and I do it all from my phone. So it's really great to kind of have a flexible schedule and make a little bit of extra money here and there. But yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Now, when did you feel like you could like actually do this for a living? When was that? Really this year. This year has been, I've kind of proven to myself that any obstacle that I thought would be too high for me to climb that I can do it. And it's really just about not quitting when it gets hard because it's always going to be hard. There's always going to be something else. There's going to be a new you know, mountain to climb and whatever, but you really can do it. You just got to be consistent and don't give up on yourself because other people might give on, up on you, but it's important to not give up on yourself. Yeah. hundred percent, man. And when you, uh, if you give up on yourself, you got to believe that nobody else is going to do it. You know, they're going to give up on you too. So how are they supposed yeah. to feel? So your commitment level takes you a long ways and the higher the commitment level, the further you're going to go and the more serious people are going to take you, you know, and what, like, so when you started singing and all that, and how long have you like, I guess, been on the journey to really want to sing for a career though? Like how long was that journey? Like ever since you were little or. Yeah. I remember being 13, 14 and 
posting my first video on YouTube because YouTube back then was pretty new. I'm 24 now, so that was 10 years ago. And so, yeah, I remember just looking at it and being like, if I could do this, you know, every day, and then I get, you know, just a collection of, you know, videos that I have posted, like, why couldn't I write songs and have the same thing happen? And I always wanted it to happen. I would always idolize, you know, people and just see the journey that other people would have, other artists and other, you know, just musicians in general. And I just knew that it was something I wanted for myself. I just didn't know how or if it was too unrealistic. And so, yeah, it took me becoming, you know, 23, 24 now to really be like, okay, I'm an adult. Like, it's not just like my, you know, hopes and dreams maybe will happen one day. Like, if it's going to happen, I'm going to be the one to make it happen. Like, there's no hoping and wishing, you know, it's going to happen if I do it. So, and what was your biggest frustration as you were going through this journey? There's a lot of, um, it's hard to get support from your hometown or from the people who might not be doing the same thing that you are. And they don't really see the goal that you have. You know, they just see you as this like, maybe starving artists or something like that, if they don't have the same mentality as you, it's really hard to get them to see your vision. And so that's been a struggle. And then also money. I mean, it doesn't grow on trees and everything costs money. And especially in the music industry, that is one of the most expensive industries to get into with probably like the least amount of reward and return. So if you're doing you know, music, hoping you're going to get rich, like you're you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Well, Rihanna just became a billionaire. So, but it wasn't from necessarily directly. (laughs) It wasn't from singing necessarily. It was intrinsic value. Like the singing started it and then she started her businesses. So it's like a a stepping stone, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And the other thing about in your hometown too, is like anytime you have wins and you share it with people, did you ever notice this? Like something great would happen and you would share it with someone and like, you just want to share it with everybody. Right. And then you share it with them and they're just like, not as like, enthused as you thought they would be. Yeah. I saw you talked about this on a, either another interview you did or something you posted on Instagram where it was like, no one's ever going to be as excited as you want them to be. So you got to be that excited for yourself. Like you got to really be the one that's proud of you. And then also when people are excited for you and, you know, I have it all the time where I come home and, you know, now that I'm doing well, I go back up home to like to Philly and stuff. And I get all these people saying, oh, you're doing so great. I love your music. Like for me, I don't feel like I'm there yet. So like I need to keep going until I'm impressed with myself pretty much. Yeah. By the way, don't ever get there. Like just keep going and like level up, level up, level up, but don't ever feel like you right. got there. Cause that would when complacency is going to creep in. And then, you know, like I watch people like, like Drake, for example, now, whether you like Drake's music or not, but this is just an example. Drake keeps putting out hits and hits and hits and hits, and it's like nonstop. And then there's other people that have one or two hits, and then they stop and they fall off the planet. And I think to me, if you've had one hit, if you can have two hits, you can have many, many, many hits, but you got to be committed and let, not to let that stuff get to your head. So one thing I always talk about, it's never as good as people see it from the outside, but and it's never as bad as it feels to you where you are. So you mm-hmm. have to really... like put that into perspective and understand that, you know, and and go from there. So with that being said, what are some things that you fuel off of when things are going tough for you or you you have a setback or is there anything in your past that you look back and you're like, yeah, but I can't let them win or I can't let that, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. um, I definitely struggled with a lot growing up, especially just, you know, with my own mental health and like, you know, how I viewed myself and it did have a lot to do with other people, but it, it then became something that I just, I thought for myself. 
And so being able to kind of get past that. And I was never, I never viewed myself as the pretty one or the um, talented one or, you know, any of those positive things. And so now, you know, like I said, being an adult now and like looking at myself now in even reflecting back on old pictures or old videos of myself and really just like, what was I thinking? Like, look at how much I had, like I had so much going for me, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda, if I would have believed in myself more, where would I be now? But, you know, I have to take it as a day by day thing. So, you know, value myself now and look at myself and say that, you know, even on days I don't feel like it, look in the middle and the mirror and be like, you're beautiful and really just have confidence that, you know, don't compare yourself to anybody, like be better than you were last year, be better than you were yesterday, be better than you were last week. I mean, your growth should be something that you're always proud of. And even if you have hard days, it should always be just slow and steady forward momentum. Yeah. 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 Well, and also be open to big, giant, fast leaps. Cause that's one thing that I, I wasn't always open to. And a lot of people aren't, and they think they just have to chip away, which is fine, chip away, but be open to that big leap. And once I started opening myself up to big leaps, like miracles started happening. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's mikecrock.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Like big miracles started happening. And it's you impress amazing. yourself. You, you really know? do. Yeah. And it's just like, you got to be open to that. So, and I just did a video recently too. I don't know if you saw this one, but it was about like when people tell you something like, hey, you sound great or you look great or you're beautiful, you're handsome. Hey man, whatever. Like people don't take compliments a lot of times. They're always like, ah, no, or yeah, whatever. But like, we got to stop lying to ourselves. Like, you know, like, hey man, like you don't need to be cocky and everything, but like, I got this shit, man. And that that's, Honestly, this is what's helped me elevate myself to where I need to go is because I say, man, look, I'm built for this shit. I got this shit. You know what I mean? And like, if somebody doesn't like it, then they need to really worry about themselves because it's really a reflection of themselves. If they have a problem with something that I'm saying or the way I'm acting, it's not that I'm overconfident. I'm just confident on where I go. I'm going. I have a clear picture. I know that I can get there without like full belief and I'm unstoppable getting there. I just know that. So when that comes across to some people that have quit on themselves, that's their problem they have to deal with. And people need to stop lying to themselves, right? So Yeah, the second I stopped really worrying about and trying to dissect what other people thought and why they thought that way, or whether it was good or bad, like the second I started focusing more on, does this make me happy? Am I proud of myself? Like, is it going to be, is it going to better me? You know, and also, like you said, like, knowing that anything that's going to be thrown at me, I can handle. I mean, there's a saying like, you've already overcome every struggle that you've ever gone through. Like you're still going, like you're doing it. So, you know, I do think that there's a value in just believing in yourself and knowing yourself. Yeah. Part of what I do is to exemplify what's possible to the people that are around me. You know, I know when every morning I wake up, there's people watching me. I have kids, I have my wife, I have my employees, my partners, my friends my followers, like I know that I have people's eyes on me and I need to exemplify what's possible. Do you ever feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. I get, it's almost a little bit of pressure, but you got to take the pressure off of yourself and just be like, there's a reason why they're looking at you. You know, they already think that about you, you know, but also you do, you want to make people proud and especially the people that you love and you care about, like for you, you know, having kids, like 
I'm not there yet. And I can't even imagine like being the role model for someone's life. Like I am the guide of their life. Like I can't even imagine yet, you know, and it'll happen one day maybe, but just to think about even with my little brother and sister, and especially my little sister, because obviously I'm a girl, you know, she's getting into, she's going to be in her teenage years soon. And I remember those days like it was yesterday. And I just remember always constantly feeling that, you know, that want to be something else. And and then it wasn't until, like I said, I got older that I realized that I want to be the best version of me. And so now, you know, I'm that person that she's idolizing and it's, it's a little bit of pressure, like I said, but I do, I just definitely want to be the best version of myself. And I really just want to show like the love that I have inside of me just and show it to everyone and give it to them so that they can have it too. Love it. Love it. Now take me through writing a song. Now, by the way, everything that you've sang so far, is it like mainly the stuff that you put out, your stuff you've written or? Yes. Everything, everything I have released so far I have written. And are you open to having songs written for you? Um, I'm, I'm working on being okay with that. I've, okay. I've worked with a few of my friends. A couple of my friends have given me lyrics that they've written and been like, well, could you sing this? And then I did actually just for a producer friend of mine, his, one of his artists had a hook already written for one of his, you know, it's a rap song. So it was like a hook in between. And so I sang that because it wasn't my song, but for my own stuff, there's just something really personal about each of my songs that to give up that, like the lyrics are the words, like that is what you're hearing. And yes, you can sing them in a different way if it's somebody else's words, but I just feel it more when it's coming from me. And like, I know that it's my whole, everything is right there. You know. Now, and by the way, I have a friend that has written, ghostwritten 472 top 10 songs. 472? 472. Yeah. So I, I can connect you anyway, and you guys can, should meet anyway and just talk. And she's got a lot. Of I time. would love to. Yeah. I love to and think about it. Yes. She's, she's, a, she's an awesome person. And uh, I will introduce you. Shout out to Michelle. I'll introduce you to her and connect you to. Shout out Michelle. And uh, yeah, I'll like it, let you guys take it from there, but just be open to anything that can possibly impact. Right. So but I understand where you're coming from. Take me through writing a song though. So how do you start? It normally starts with either I've played something on piano and I don't read music by the way. So everything I've done instrumentally wise has been by ear or by memory. So I'll sit around and I'll fiddle around on the piano and I'll write that way. Or I have a really good friend of mine who makes beats. And so I will take one of his beats and I'll just be playing it. It's normally I'm in the car. The car for me, sitting in my driver's seat, I actually wrote a song where that's part of the lyrics is, you know, now I'm in the driver's seat. But I just, I sit there and I listen and normally I'll hum out something first and then the words will come or I'll have words that are in my head and I'll have to find one of the beats to match it. But then it just goes from there. So, you know, words kind of pile on top of each other and then I re-listen to it and I add some more. It can be done in 30 minutes or... It can take two years because I got frustrated with it not being done yet. And so I just let it go and went on to something else and then came back to it later. Right. Well, I don't know who it was. I think it was Paul McCartney. And then there are some other people I've heard it over and over again. Like some of these hit songs that these guys came up with was like 10 minutes. And Mm -hmm. it's like, what? Like that Mm -hmm. iconic song came up in just five or 10 minutes and they just did it and they put it out. And it was, you know, it's just crazy how that happens. You know, but what's the vision that you have for yourself, like going forward? Like, what are you, what are you looking to do? Like, what's the, what's the, I have all these goals. I have so many goals as far as, you know, not even in numbers, but in just places I want to play. 
I want to go to Europe. I want to see every single state, even if I'm not playing in every single state. I want to be on a tour that I have gone through every single state so I can say I've seen the United States. When they let us back into Canada, I have some friends up there that I would love to go and play up there. And then just, I want a full length album. I'm already talking to a lot of my friends who are in the recording academy, and I believe you need 12 full credits of a work. So whether it's as a songwriting credit or as a performance credit, like you're singing, I have eight songs right now. So I need four more, but I really want to have an album that's like a full cohesive, very musical, takes you through a story from beginning to end album. Yeah. So that's in the works. All right. Well, no, it's going to happen. No doubt about it. And uh, I'll push you to that if I have to, or pull you to it if I have to. So, uh, you know, look, I'm, my mission is all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. And if you have something, you just got to go get it. And if you want to speed it up, then you got to do it more and do faster and find the people that can pull you faster and show you how to do it faster. There's always ways like you don't have to wait real long. I'm an impatient person, by the way. I don't know if you can tell that. And, uh, (laughs) The fact that I made you wait to be on this show <laughs> drives me nuts. But um, but no, there's always ways to do things faster. Things have to come in time, of course, but it's it's also who you know and the connections you make. So is any way I can help you, I'm going to make sure that that happens. And, uh, Absolutely. I wanna, I wanna yeah, your network this. is your net worth and it is the truth. I have within the last year met so many people who, you know, there's a saying like one person can open five doors, but then that person can also open five doors and you meet one person. And the next thing you know, you're opening 30 doors. Like that's yeah, real. One person, like, one person can change your life. One, just one yes. person, you know, and it, that's all it takes. So before I ask you the last question about the rocket fuel law, what has happened over the last year? That's like been some, you know, such a uh, level up, you know, what was it that happened or what things happened? I really started investing in myself, not only just you know money-wise with promotion and things like that, but I started investing my time because I feel like time is 100% more valuable than money because you can you know do so much with your time and you don't get that back. Like You could always make more money, but you can't get time back. And so in the last year, I've really just started focusing not only like on how am I going to be successful with music, but what do I really want? Like, do I want to do a tour? Do I want to make an album and stuff like that? And then really focusing. It's really been, I had so much self-doubt that was packed in from years and years of, you know, other people telling me I can't do it or me telling myself I couldn't do it. And then my one song, Lucky, came out and it got picked up by Philadelphia Weekly. And that was back in April. And I just remember sitting there and I had read Philadelphia Weekly magazine for years. And to sit there and be like, I have a two page spread in Philadelphia Weekly. Like that's, they're doing a story about me. The story is called More Than Just Lucky, which I thought was a cool title. Um, But yeah, it's been just leaps and bounds. And like you said, big jumps happen and they have, they've been, it's been insane. I mean, my numbers on Spotify are like higher than I could have ever thought. And, you know, I'm doing really well with my music videos and just networking with people. I'm calling people constantly and just meeting new people as artists and producers and booking shows, places. I actually just, I got my first festival. I'm going to be headlining a festival in New York. Let's go. I'm so excited. And if you would have told me a year ago that that would be happening right now, I would have laughed because I would have been like, that's, you know, so far away. I have to do so much work first. Right. But yeah, the more work you do, the faster things happen. So that's so awesome, man. And, you know, if you had to pick somebody that like, who's your idol, like somebody that you look up to that inspires you or that, that you want to not be exactly like, but that you want to emulate. 
Man, I don't know. I, I really do. There's a lot of different artists that I think are doing really great. When I was younger, Beyonce was it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But really, I don't know. To think about like one person, I think it's honestly anybody who has overcome struggles, whether it be mental stuff like mine, you know, things in their family that have gone on, anyone who can overcome those struggles, people like you who can overcome their struggles. And come out on the other side so much stronger that so that you would never even know that they went through any of that. But yeah. them going through all of that is the yep. reason why they are there. Yep. I love it. I love it. Well, look, last question. I appreciate you coming on the show today, first of all. Thank Absolutely. you so much. How can the audience reach you? Where is the best place on Spotify? Or like you, you, you tell me, and then I'm gonna ask you the final question. All right. So I am most active on Instagram. It's at Jules Marie Music, Spotify and iTunes. YouTube, Google Play, anywhere you listen to music, you're going to look up Jules, J-U-L-E-S, Marie, Jules Marie, and that's me. Let's um, go. I'm everywhere. Let's go. Go find her, listen to her music. And then also don't just listen, give her feedback, give her yes, feedback please. on it, man, because you know, engagement, you know, really helps and encouragement helps. Like we all need encouragement. So go check Jules Marie out guys. And thank you for listening today, guys. The final question, what does the rocket fuel law mean to you? And you know what this means? Let me remind everyone that I have found the formula to become unstoppable. You take everything that would stop you or slow you down normally, you store it in your fuel tank instead of your trunk where it weighs you down, and you convert it into rocket fuel for your future to take you into outer space away from gravitational pull. That's what the rocket fuel law is. What's that mean to you now going forward? And what does it mean to you in your past? For me, it really means that everything that you've gone through, it does, it shapes you into who you are. And on days where you might be feeling less motivated or days you might feel like, you know, you're defeated in any way, you have to remind yourself of all the things that you've already come through and how you can get through anything with the right mindset. And it's all about, like you said, taking it and packing it in there and let you fly. Like you are, you have nowhere but up to go if you keep working. So yeah, that's love it. it. Love it. Couldn't have been said better. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock and just watch just watch Jules Marie become unstoppable in her career and journey where she's going. Go follow her and keep coming back to this podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and check it out on YouTube at Mike Sirocco. And by the way, one more thing, Blueprinted. You haven't heard of Blueprinted? You got to go look it up. Blueprinted, B-L-O-O, printed.com. Put your email address in there. It's the new app that we have coming out here in the next couple of weeks. You do not want to miss this, guys. It's an industry disruptor in the coaching, training, consulting space. You can find the blueprint to success. Go get blueprinted. Until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you, that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's mikecrock.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.